Hey, Wingman Nation, welcome to the Wingman Men's Moment podcast, uh, broadcasting from Lakeland, Florida. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, isn't it, Jay? It is. <laughs> Let me grab my sweater. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you in, uh, yes, in the really hot weather, it's uh, it, it might be 90, right? It yeah. Well, we're glad you're with us. This is John Delaney, your host. I'm here with uh, Wingman co-founder, Pastor Jay Dennis. Good morning, gents. Good morning, sir. sir. It's yeah, good to women. see you. I'm so used to saying gents. I but, know. But we're missing somebody. We, so. we are. But Dave's here. Yeah, Dave is here. Dave's here. Dave is always here. Dave is... <laughs> I think Dave has some ears full of stuff. Uh, he does. Dave's heard a lot. He's heard some secrets that, you know. Dave is our stuff monkey, and he has symbols, <laughs> and he, he will clap whenever something is going on that's really good. So we're so we're so grateful for Dave. Where the heck? There you go. You can hear him now. <laughs> Now we got to shut him off. There we go. Uh-huh. Dave's in a good mood. He is in a good mood. He is a creepy looking dude, though. He is. <laughs> Don't look at him in the eyes, Don't John. Don't look at him in the eyes. His eyes are looking down. <laughs> I'm going to point him to the computer. Look at the computer, Dave. Well, we are, uh, we're happy to have you all here. We are on uh, our 12th lesson in the 31 lessons from David's Mighty Men. Uh, this is really an awesome series. We hope you've been listening along with us. But if you haven't, go back. Uh, this again, this is 12, so you can go all the way back to number one and, and catch up with us. You know, we're on eh, 15 minutes or so. Yeah. Maybe last week we were almost 30, and yeah, you know, but it all depends. And hey, listen in your car, listen when you're walking. Yes, uh, this is some good stuff. And and you know what, ladies, if you're on here listening, we are so thankful that you are. You know, we, we really obviously yes. our lessons are geared towards the guys, but you know what, if we get the guys in the right spot, then yeah. they're going to be better husbands, better fathers, more, more godly. godly and Christ-like men. That's it, you know? But that it. is so true. And I, John, I echo what you say there, ladies. Welcome to you, and we're glad you're listening. And yes. encourage your husband uh, to listen to these podcasts Absolutely. and to go back and listen to the past pro- podcast sure. on a variety of subjects, the husband blessing, the wife blessing, the yep. dad blessing. It's practical tools on how to be that godly man. That's it. And uh, and we're talking this week about going to hard places. Last week, we talked about doing the hard things. Yeah. So now we're going to bring you into going to the hard places. So uh, this uh, bit of scripture here is from Second Samuel Uh, Chapter 23, verses 11 through 14, and it says, Next to him was Shema, son of Aji, the Herorite. When the Philistines banded together at a place where there was fields full of lentils, Israel's troops fled from them. But Shema took his stand in the middle of the field. He defended it and struck the Philistines down, and the Lord brought about a great victory. During harvest time, Three of the 30 chief warriors came down to David at the cave of Adullam while the band of Philistine was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. Rephaim. That sounds mm-hmm. better, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> at, the time, at the time, David was in the stronghold and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. Yeah. So David's mighty men not only did the hard things, 
but they also went into some hard places, they and did. and and they're places that places that most people would avoid, like the plague. Of course, they yeah. would. Uh, they went to areas where the enemies had a stronghold, places where they were outnumbered, places where they uh, it appeared to be impossible to overcome. And so, when they committed to David, they gave their willingness to go anywhere he told them to go. How powerful is that? It is powerful. That's the and and that's that's God's call on us too. It is. I need you to go here. Do it. Listen right. to him. So they put no conditional clauses on where they would or would not go. Yeah. So how about you, Christian man? Yeah. Are you like David's mighty men? Uh, are you willing to go to the hard places for God? And there's some hard places out there. There are some hard places. It may be work. Could be work. Yeah. Your place may be work. It may be somewhere where you know uh, your Christian convictions will not be accepted. Right. Um, Somewhere that's (laughs) uncomfortable or inconvenient. Love those. Yes. Yeah. That's when your wife asks you to go somewhere. It's like, (laughs) really? (laughs) But I'm going. I'm going. So, <laughs> so your just remember your journey from here to heaven includes going to some places that you would rather not go. Yes. I, I think we all face that more often than we're willing to admit. Yeah, you know? um, and, and but you know those places, those hard places, uh, they help you grow spiritually and experience God in ways that you otherwise would miss. Yeah, John, I'm just thinking about some of those hard places in my past that I wouldn't have chosen to go into, but God said to do it. And the lessons I learned there, I don't think I could have learned anywhere else. Most likely. And and, um, God has called us into some hard churches Mm. and some difficult people. And and discouraging places, and and it's it, it was tough, but that's where we learned the most. Right. I learned spiritual warfare in those trenches. I, I learned how to pray more effectively. Mm-hmm. I learned to depend on God more. Mm. Uh, had I not been, had I been in a comfortable place, you kind of kind of coast. Sure, you put it on, uh, you cruise know, cruise control. control. <laughs> but the hard places demand that you really depend upon God. Yes, so true. An example is Jesus going through the Garden of Gethsemane, the most difficult place ever yet. There he settled the issue of his going to the cross. The Christian life includes trips through Gethsemane. Because when you're willing to go to the hard places, Jesus is there with you every step of the way. And not only with you, he empowers you to make a difference in those hard places. I mean, You may be the only Christian at work or in your neighborhood or in your classroom. That can be difficult. Uh, There may be people who are hostile to the Christian faith that you embrace and possess. But yet there, God is going to teach you things that you're going to be grateful for in the future. You really are. What was that uh, very early on in our podcast I turned it into a sermon, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the name of it. What was the valley? The the it was a it was a valley that you had quoted in uh, in in a podcast, and yeah. I used it. I, do you remember? 
Uh, I'm thinking about the Valley of Baca. That's it. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, the, it. I, it's the Valley of Tears. Right. Yeah. Sara. Yeah, right. And and that's that's a place where, you know, everybody goes through it. We do. You know, Gethsemane was, it was, you know, I mean, that was a, a place of tears. It was. You know, God, uh, you know, Jesus is letting go. Yeah. Uh, to the fact. But, so, yes, we all, we all face, um, you mm. know, we face tough times and we, we walk through. Yeah, uh, tough places. Yes, you know. we we do. So, what can we learn here? Let we we want to share with you five truths on going to the hard places. Number one, tell God you're willing to go to the hard places for His glory. Guys, I challenge you to pray that prayer. Mm. God, send me to the hard places. I am willing to go. Right, God. Maybe even more than you going there, God wants your willingness to go there. Send me. Send me. I'm willing, God. So tell him that. And by all means, don't tell God you won't go somewhere. <laughs> that doesn't work don't, well. It's like, ask, it's like asking for patience. Exactly. I'll give you patience. Yeah, it, yeah of yeah. course. Yeah. <clears throat> Number two. Ask God to use you to make a difference in those hard places. One Christian man can make a huge difference in that office, in that neighborhood. I'm telling you, you are salt and you are light, and you may be under assault, but I've got to tell you that no one is a match for the power of a resurrected Savior, John. And if you are in, and you brought up, it could be the workplace. Yeah. If you are in a work environment that has some challenges, and what I mean by that Mm -hmm. is there's a person or two or three (laughs) (laughs) or more that are difficult to deal with, how you deal with them can make all the difference in changing the complete environment of that workspace. It really is. A question I'm getting a lot these days is I'm in an office situation, I'm in a workplace environment, and I am being forced to embrace the whole transgender movement. No. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. You can stand for God, but you don't have to be angry. Right. You know, Jesus was full of grace and truth. And so, guys, in your workplace, uh, take your stand, but do it with grace and stand on truth. Do you say, I may lose my job. You may do it. You may. Right. You may do it. Right. But you got to be willing to do that. And I got to say, if you lose your job because of your faith, God's got a much better job for He's you. He's got a place he, for you. He really else. does. So sure. don't kowtow to these movements that are trying to shut you up. Right. And, and I got to say this, that, okay, somebody called you a racist. Somebody called you a homophobe. Is that really going to hurt you? No. You know, just ignore it. That's it. And do the right thing and go hard for God. Mm-hmm. You know, we just, we're, we're talking about uh, yesterday about 55,000 55, businesses that don't hate you. Yes. Okay, that are not woke. These are, these are companies that, that you want to do business with. Yes. Um, and so some of the companies that are out there that people are working for yes. are just toxic in, in, their, in, their, in what they believe. And, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, look what, ha- look what happened to Target. Yeah, good okay. example. Okay, Target dropped 10 
billion, almost almost 15 million, 14 something billion dollars in value and stock value over one issue. Okay. And what's what's happening in our society is uh, people are getting tired of it. We know that yeah, we were talking about enough. it earlier. They they're basically saying enough is enough, but People are recognizing that it's such a toxic issue that you don't want – if someone boycotts your company, it could be a massive loss of money. But if it's a small little segment that boycotts your company, that's only 3% of the right. population. Exactly. It's not going to hurt you. You know, I got to stand up for what's right. And so you in your workplace, that's a, if that's, that's the a hard example. place, is when you stand up for God's values – God says, you know what? If this company fires him, I got a better place. Absolutely. I'm going to say this without any fear. Target is stupid. (laughs) Absolutely stupid. Uh And Coles followed the same pattern, thinking they they were going to do it better. They're stupid. And, And anybody that is embracing this, John, honestly, not only does it go against God's word, it's just plain stupid. stupid. Yeah, yeah. And if you and if you want to write us or email us or text us that you don't agree, bring it on. Jay, it's still Dennis. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you say, it's still stupid. <laughs> well, you know what? People are waking up to it. The corporate, corporate, like uh, all right. So I think it was, uh, I think it was the National Hockey League. Yep. Said no more, no more yeah. pride on the uniforms. Okay. Uh, exactly. And I wish the Los Angeles Dodgers. They lost 12 games in a row after they had that thing. And may they lose more. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think they lost, they lost at least five in a row. May they be right. yeah. last at everything. Right. Yeah, they'll be in last I, place. I, I mean, really, guys, uh, come on. But the workplace is, is if that's your place. Yeah. Stand up for what's right. You're going to go through. You're going to go through valleys. You're going to go through the valley of Baca. You're going to go you through are. Gethsemane. You know, stand up and do what's right. You'll learn a lesson from it. Amen. You know? so. I told a friend of mine the other day. I said I am very conservative. I'm just not mad about it. No, I'm not either. <laughs> you're not either. No, you know. No. So yeah, because well, it's it it's a matter of attitude. It is. Okay. I don't need to be upset about someone <laughs> someone that's woke being upset with me. It doesn't bother me, you know. And, and that's not uh, hurt. We, jo- we joke about, you know, when, when we start handling some hard topics in the fall oh, in, boy. in a different podcast, it's going to be, we're going to oh, change boy. our addresses. It's like, <laughs> hey, you know, if someone's listening to it, to that, Good for them. I, I would say, John, that any kind of response to our podcast will be a good response oh, for us. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because yeah. even if it's critical, it's, they're so, listening. Someone's paying attention. They're paying attention. That's exactly it. Look at number three. Understand that God has lessons for you to learn and people for you to influence and people to influence you in those hard places. Um the book of Titus is a great read, and I challenge you guys to read that book because young Titus was the pastor in a place called Crete, and, and they were ugly, nasty people in Crete. And so he writes the Apostle Paul and says, get me out, out of here, here now. And Paul writes him back and he says, no, I want you to stay where you are and set in order 
the things that are wrong. You be salt, guys. You be light. You show the love of God. You go the extra mile. You demonstrate Jesus, and you make a difference right where you are. And in the process, there's somebody where you are in your hard place that you need who's going to teach you a lesson that you're not going to learn otherwise. Right, right. Those hard churches, John, that I was talking about, in each of those situations, I took away lessons that I use almost daily in my ministry. If if we don't learn from the hard things in our life, we're hammerheads. It's like, come on. And if you didn't learn a lesson from from walking through a storm or going through a, a difficult place right. or experience, you didn't take something and learn how to make it better or how it's, uh, I like how not to do something. Yeah. That's, I, I love that. It's like, you know what, you know what I learned? It, it, uh, Thomas Edison. Yes. Someone asked Thomas Edison, how did it feel to fail to make the light bulb 5,000 times? He said, I didn't fail. Mm-hmm. At making the light bulb five thousand times, right. I learned five thousand ways how not to make a light bulb. And John, that can be as important as how to. It is because now you're learning that it's it's like anything. You know, uh, you have you ever heard of the um, the the term kaizen? I don't think I have. Okay, so kaizen is a method that the Japanese use mm-hmm. to improve things. And there are there are ways of mm-hmm. uh, so incremental improvements. Okay. Not a um not like step from um, this was a one, now it's a ten. Right. These are incremental one tenth, two tenths, three tenths improvements. So what Toyota did, yeah. Toyota would take a car and they would put it on uh what basically where the wheels would turn, right. where the engine was mm-hmm. running, and they would run that car until the engine blew up. Wow. And then they would take the engine out and they would see what went wrong with it. And then they would improve on that. And then they would do it over again. That's a great illustration. That's why their cars don't break, you know, except the brakes. But <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee when Ford made the Pinto, <clears throat> which was what explode on contact <laughs> the glorious the, pinto or, or the yugo all the yugo you know why they named it yugo no you go buy one <laughs> they had they had they 99 dollars a month this is joke for, for yeah <laughs> this is joke time <laughs> do you know why we why yugos had rear window defrosters no to keep your hands warm when you were pushing that piece of junk <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, this has nothing to do with David's mighty men, no, but it sure is fun. No. <laughs> the point, point, the point of the whole thing is that that we you make incremental yes. changes. So you, right. if you're learning, you're learning something. How oh how not to do that? Yeah, you're, you're, if you take away a lesson. Yes, you you hit the nail on the head with your experience in yeah. church, and you use it. It's the hard places, John. The hard places. You don't know, run from them. Don't run from them. No, absolutely not. 
Did you hit that last one, understand? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, number four is to start thanking God for how he is going to use you in the hard places. Uh, remember that these places are bigger than you, but they are not ever going to be bigger than God. Isn't that a great thought? It is a great thought. So remember, they're bigger than you, but they're not bigger than God, no. and they never will be. Yeah. So thank God. He, you know, when you go to him and say, how am I going to get through this? Right. Thank him for getting you through it. Thank, it. thank him that he is going to use you as a tool. Amen. Guys want to be doing I do. I think generally that we want to be doing something, and we certainly want to be doing something for good. Agree. And this is a great example. So pray that God's going to use you, and then thank Him for how He's going to use you. Yes. So, guys, you may feel overwhelmed where you are, but this is not over God's head. No, because everything's under His feet. That's right. Nothing's too too hard for Him. Well, number five is uh, your greatest blessing may be found in the hard place. So God has some really wonderful surprises for you found in those places you are willing to go that are difficult. Boy. So you need to be willing to go into difficult places. Oh, that that is really, really good, John. If it's time, if time's up, yeah, <laughs> God's going to call you. Don't, yes. Don't be stupid. Yes. But, but pray that God's going to use you in a powerful way, and and uh, you're going to find some amazing blessings in those hard places. That that's it. You know, we all have, John. One of those hard places for me is when I have faced criticism, and nobody likes criticism. No. But looking back, I've got to tell you, I've learned so much from my critics, mm-hmm. and there's always a kernel of truth. There is, and that's a learning experience for you. It is. And me, because we were able to take something and say, I won't do that again. That's it. I'll do this better. I'll do this better. But you see, if you avoid the hard places, you won't learn. You're not going to grow. So guys, embrace the hard places. So every week, we like to give you a prayer. And you can put this in your own words, but... Pray something like this. Dear Lord, I submit to you and commit that wherever you lead me, I will go regardless of the circumstances. You know, there's a hymn that says that wherever he leads, I'll go, even if it's the hard places. Guys, we want to encourage you to share our podcast with other people we also want to encourage you to go back and listen to past podcasts and also check out our Facebook posts. Uh, go to wingmannation.com. Uh, check out our blogs. Sure. There's so many things going on here. And as we uh, move toward the fall, we're going to be introducing a lot of wonderfully new things that will give you some tools to help you be better husbands, better dads, and more godly and Christ-like men. Amen, brother. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, Wingman out. Man out.